You're listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any electrical needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into A Very Moody Sports Show. I'm Daniel Moody. This is Zach Whittington. He's back from a trip to New York. How's it going, Zach? The big... City, I'm tired, Big dude. Apple. This was a uh, this was a work trip, so I don't want you to think I was partying or doing anything except grinding. It was cool. I was at this big uh, health conference. I got to meet some famous people and talk to a lot of doctors. Selling coffee, so cool. A little insight into my life. There you go. Any uh, any adventures outside of the work time, dude? Actually, I went to a Broadway play. Um, Ooh, very nice. The play where the play that goes wrong is what it's called. Okay. Everything went wrong in the play. Sounds like a great play, dude. Like it. I would literally recommend to everyone if you ever get a chance to go to New York. The Empire State Building is a hundred dollars to go to the top of. That's a scam. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. Scam. I paid ninety-seven bucks for my. Uh, ticket to broadway for that play and that was worth every penny it's two full hours of acting the the whole production's amazing you're on broadway you know but that play itself was a comedy i'm not trying to go some boring opera i'm not an opera romantic drama definitely not a drama if like some super awesome girl drags me to something like that someday fine be it but like if i'm going and spending money on a two-hour show and i want to enjoy it dude the play that goes wrong Hilarious! You would love it, Dan. I want to so, go see. You you play. would love it if it comes to the Peace Center. Let's like go. we should all hit that shit up because great play. And then I wanted to go to a Knicks game, but that was hundred thirty bucks. That's expensive, and they're terrible. They're so bad. Hundred thirty bucks. You shouldn't charge that much, guys. No, I went to Times Square. Everything's cool. just a bunch of stores, man. It's all just Everything if you're going there to buy it. I would assume. If you have no clothes at home and a ton of money. Go to New York City. Go to New York City. I will say though, the best I'm part. I'm not in that category. The best part was uh the food, like for real. I never ate it one. Favorite the, meal. I never repeated restaurants. Um, favorite meal. I had like these really fancy crab cakes at like the corporate dinner. I'm trying to think. I had this dude, this chicken club with avocado on it. Whew. Whew. Sounds good. Whew. It was at this diner called Nectar. There's like a chain of diners that like diners every and they're on like street corners and they're tiny and uh i got that club Mm. Mm. but dude everything is twenty dollars or more there's like ah absurd absurd glad to have you back zach i know i'm tired dude but here we are i'm actually feeling good today feeling great talk some sports lots of sports to talk about yeah and the very first thing i want to talk about I, this morning, was listening to a little podcast. Um, obviously, guys, me, Zach, both sports fans. We got to get our information from somewhere. Um, Zach, you're a Fox guy, right? I'm a big Fox guy. So, like, I got, like, some people don't mess with Fox, but, man, I am hardcore. I'll wake up, watch First Things First. I'll watch Give Shannon. 
Y'all don't know I'm a cowherd fan. Some people <laughs> hate cowherd, and he's funny. He's funny. He's quirky. He's out there on some stuff. But you know, you have a three-hour talk show every day. <laughs> you have to fill that with something. something. Yeah, you know. So, and he's even got some like. Uh, there's this one guy going viral. He's in, doing impressions of a lot of different sports guys right now. But he's pretty funny. Shout out to whoever that guy is. But he's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I'm an ESPN guy myself. Uh, so, what's your favorite ESPN stuff? Probably favorite stuff, Dan Levitard show. Love Dan Levitard. I'm a big fan of uh, Jalen and Jacoby. But uh, this morning, I was listening to ESPN Daily as Amina Kimes' uh, podcast. She's host, and uh, she was speaking with the ESPN sports writer uh, Dave Fleming. Uh, and they were talking about QB hand size. And Zach, we actually were talking about this before the pod a little bit, and. Uh, you think that hand size is quite a key factor yes. to finding quality athletes and quarterbacks. And in my opinion, after listening to this podcast, and honestly, in general, I just don't think it really matters. It seems like a waste of a stat. Daniel, you are out of your mind. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to... Okay, let's not even use hypotheticals. So let's use this year's example. Let's talk about Joe Burrow. <laughs> exactly. What did his hands measure? Nine inches. Which Nine inches? Below average of what you see in the NFL. All right, so Dan, give us a rundown. What is the average hand size for a NFL quarterback? Uh, so average hand size, typically about nine and a half, uh, somewhere in there, close right around there. So, uh, and what's Joe the what's a normal show. human average? Average hand human is a nine and a half, or eight and a half to about eight and three quarters. So uh, NFL quarterbacks inch. From pinky to thumb yep, is one inch bigger than the national average. For males? Males. males. I, think, I would assume that's males. All right, so quarterbacks have one inch on the average human. And Joe Burrow is a half inch. He's halfway there. Halfway there. <laughs> he's, halfway, he's halfway there. Come on, Joe. But, I mean, we've seen the man sling the rock. He throws a beautiful football. He can sling it 50 yards. He makes the short throws. He just won a title over my team, Clemson. Like, Come on now. Like, I'm not going to not draft Joe Burrow because he exactly. had a nine-inch hand. So, uh, we basically – I we were talking about uh, – Do you know how big your hands are, Dan? I have uh, no idea. I do not know myself. <laughs> I do happen to have a tape measure here in studio. We're going to do a live in-studio hand measure. Live in-studio <laughs> hand measure. Great for a podcast material. All right, Dan, you can go first. All right. So remember, you got to spread your hand wide. Full wide. Wide. And you got to do your thumb to pinky. Thumb to pinky. Yep. So spread uh, your hand, Dan. It's as wide as possible. Uh, I'm making the NFL at eight and a quarter. So, Dan, Dan, you are under the regular average, not to mention the quarterback average. Hey, listen, I could be a quarterback. Zach, it's about how you sling about? it. It's not about how big your hands are. Zach, I'm about to sling you this real fast. Tell me if it's a spiral. All right. He just <laughs> threw a tape measure at me. Full tape measure. All right. So now I'm going to measure my hand. I I am a bigger guy, so we'll see where I'm at. I'm like straining as hard as I can to measure my hand. Come on, Zach. NFL status. 9.7? No, 9 and 3 quarters. 9 and 3 quarters. Very nice. So I'm over the NFL average for quarterbacks, but... I don't know. Joe Burrow. Would you draft me or Joe Burrow? Just based off hand size. Dan. Based off hand size? <laughs> I think I'm taking you. Well, oh. yeah. I'm, it's analytics. <laughs> so I think, so my first thing of this is I don't think they're measuring the right statistic as far as when 
you don't need to know my hand size. Pinky to thumb is not as important. What you're looking for in a quarterback is the ability to grip the football. You want to measure his the uh, pounds per square inch in his hand. Damn, so we're doing engineering now That's what I'm at the combine. For. That's what I'm looking for. If I'm a, I, I want to know how hard you hold that ball because if you are holding the ball tight enough when you get sacked or in wet weather, in cold weather, that means you're going to be able to not fumble the ball. You'll be able to get the ball off. You're going to be able to have more of a grip on the ball. I don't think your finger length is going to determine as much to that. All right, so this would be a great time for us to plug your uh, grip strength training package right now. I'm just, I'm All right, guys. No, I'm three I'm easy joking. payments. Three easy payments. Thirteen thirty-three. You get Ooh, Dan's grip strength guide cheap. with grip <laughs> strength. <laughs> We're absolutely kidding. I do not have any. Maybe that's strength. our first but product. Well, a grip strength building guide for quarterbacks. Awesome. Got to be off pod. Somebody's going to take the idea. Oh man. We'll clip this out. We got to. So Zach, do you have a different opinion? You feel like the hand size is pretty important. Man, I'm a big guy, and I feel like it's hard for me to throw an NFL football, and my hand is bigger than NFL average. So like, look at Kawhi Lent. Maybe basketball's different than comparing to a quarterback because like, yes, you don't need to be your your hands in basketball are much bigger than quarterback, but just being able to control a ball like. That thing slips out of your hands when you're sweaty. You get some blade of grass on your hand, man. You mess up your throw a little bit, and you're throwing a pick at the next level. (laughs) So, like, I don't love it when my pass doesn't happen perfectly. So, I can imagine other quarterbacks feel the same way, and I feel like if my hands were bigger, I would mess up less. In theory. In theory. (laughs) Well, the statistics are sort of out there. Uh, obviously, you have uh, one of the biggest quarterback fans out there was uh, Brett Favre. He was in the ten, love Brett Favre. Ten, ten area. He ten, ten to ten and a half, um, and he went up to Green Bay and those cold tundras won many MVPs. So uh, it would stand that that was useful. But at the same time, you do have. Uh, quarterbacks like Russell Wilson who plays in Seattle where it rains constantly and that man can throw a dime on a line. You see and that's the, the stuff that breaks like those get the the guys with small hands that like light it up. Like and I imagine Drew Brees' hands aren't huge. Not huge. And he's like plays one of the best quarterbacks ever, you know. Yeah. So like that stuff just throws it all out the window. So I think those guys make me stuff. mad because I hate when I struggle to throw a football. <laughs> Well, Zach, not only was there combine news coming out today, we have had many conversations over the weekend in, um, was it, I do believe in Madison Square Garden? Or was it out in L.A.? I think it was L.A. Uh, Wilder versus Fury. Tyson oh, it's Fury? in Las Vegas. Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. It was in I was wearing a boxing match. MGM Boxing-Gram, Grand, bro. MGM <laughs> Grand. We had the heavyweight world championship for a t- championship belt. Uh, Tyson Fury versus uh, Deontay Wilder. The Bronze Bomber the bronze versus bomber. the Gypsy King. I love the Gypsy King. What a great name. Okay, so I'm pretty sure everyone loves the Gypsy King. No, no disrespect to Deontay Wilder because I also enjoy him great, <laughs> greatly. I did not look at him as a guy I wanted to get his butt kicked, but Tyson Fury is a man of the people. Man of the people. You know, he's been through struggle. He's been, uh, he's like got mad depressed and bipolar and was 400 pounds and he was old and fat and then Deontay Wilder basically said he couldn't get in shape to beat him and dude 
the Gypsy Kings, like, he weighed in at 273. His arms were ripped, and then he TKO'd. TKO'd Deontay, Deontay Wilder in seventh round. The uh, TKO to the corner decided to throw in the towel uh, in the seventh round as Deontay Wilder was uh, looking to struggle a lot just to stand up in all honesty. Uh, at that point, he already had a ruptured eardrum for multiple rounds. Uh, I can't even imagine walking around with a ruptured eardrum. The thing is, boxing. even when you look at Tyson Fury and he looks out of shape, that dude is like six foot six. He's six nine. Six nine. Two hundred and seventy. 73, 73 pounds. pounds. Like, that hand would hurt to hit Just your face. Imagine like, him even when he's, you. like, punching at 70%, that is going to hurt very badly. <laughs> also, imagine him leaning on you while you're against the ropes. And licking, licking your blood. And licking your blood off your neck. This man is crazy. The Gypsy King. The Gypsy King. I thought it was sick. He, uh... <laughs> this is going to start a conversation. He was, uh, carried out to the ring... On by a throne with people throne. playing by women, yes, and then he had his crown on and his robe, and it was playing a slow medley. The song's crazy. Willie Nelson redid it, but it was it was the original version, and that was kind of awesome. <laughs> and then uh, Deontay the Wilder, guy. obviously, in his opinion, over prepared for his entrance and wore <laughs> <laughs> exhausted himself. He exhausted himself by wearing like forty five pounds of a costume that was like a face mask and a robe that probably went on for 30 minutes before the fight probably wasn't even 45 pounds let's be honest but seriously deontay wilder has claimed that wearing this costume <laughs> cost him the fight because he was exhausted and his legs were deconditioned when the fight started ridiculous Baloney. Get out of here. Grade A baloney. Salami. That's salami with grade A baloney on top. Get out of here. Get out of here. Dude, like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, you're supposed to be the WBC World Heavyweight Champion. Heavyweight. Most badass guy in the world, and you're tired from wearing a costume. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Get out of here. Tyson Fury we'll won say. the match. Deontay Wilder being exhausted has now reassured. We do get another rematch of the, the trilogy. Fight. A trilogy. And I, Zach, personally, for boxing in general, think this is a good thing to have this one more time. It's nice that you're heavyweights, dude. The you got two huge heavyweights, it's and people can get behind time. the heavyweights. It's been a long time since we had good heavyweight matches to like consider. Dude, boxing. This is good for boxing. It's I mean, great. Connor and Floyd drew a big crowd for boxing, and then Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, great boxers. And I mean, I should be ashamed of myself for not knowing like lower weight class boxers, but that's just not a sport I keep up with that much. Not as like, much but, same thing with UFC. Like I'm just not into the strict violence. Besides, like the superstars, but it's you know, the heavyweight. The heavyweight always carries a. Different well, yeah, they're kind of like it. the heroes, exactly. the like the gladiators of mankind. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, we will see that happen again, probably recover it again, and we'll see if uh, there's a different result next time. But Tyson Fury, congratulations, uh, world champion in the heavyweight division. So, Zach, while you were gone, the US uh, in the USL, the Triumph, we had a game here at home, played at Bob Jones University against the Charlotte Independents, and we go down 2-0. Not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um... 
in the game guys uh so yeah i'll just sort of go run through it uh how it looked uh i think the team so far has looked good overall um the new additions on the defense with frick and uh abdi uh both have looked fantastic as far as just uh ability and the in just just sort of getting in there and just sort of seeming as if they haven't haven't missed a beat um i'm really impressed by that uh, dallas jay obviously looking great as always Shout out Dallas J. Yep. When's uh, the next game? Next game they will be playing uh, on the road uh, at uh, North Carolina FC. Uh, that's this Saturday at 3 p.m. And then there will be a couple of uh, college scrimmages they'll play before the March 27th uh, opener. So uh, hopefully we can get this win, the uh, last one in the preseason. Uh encouraging note jake keegan back on the field uh after injury last year uh, had a foot injury had surgery off during the off season uh so now he is back we got to see him so hopefully gets more condition we'll see him uh back at uh, full strength here come march um overall so far guys with the trialists i've been really impressed um oh uh, they just all have been coming in i think we'll probably end up keeping a majority of them maybe drop one or two on the midfield uh maybe just one or one and then one on the defense uh we'll see what happens with that but uh i've been impressed with everybody so far uh big standout was definitely frick on the defensive side especially this past game we had like seven or eight set pieces and uh, a couple corner kicks, too, where uh, the, you have both him and Evan Lee now, both above six, like, I think both above six, too, so uh, able to get up there for the headers. So I really like the fact that we're able to do that now. Uh, the only thing with this past game I did notice, I felt like the offense, we were trying to do too much with the ball. A lot of people just was like uh, Omar was just doing a lot of fancy uh, footwork with stuff, overplaying the ball sometimes, and then just failure to pass it off when you are should, and then it ends up being a turnover. So we'll I see. mean, it's early, dude. Early <laughs> in the preseason. We'll definitely get cleaned up more. Uh, trialist uh, probably will play Saturday than we'll see playing as far as starters. Uh, but we'll see how the next game goes. I don't know if that's going to be broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. I really hope it is, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so... As far as the rest of the USL, um, I haven't really checked in with them. But as we get closer to the season, obviously, we'll check in more Dude, with them. You really think I expect you to check in with preseason USL news? No, like, yeah. but I feel that like would be I have pretty... an obligation. <laughs> I am a fan. I'm a fan. Gosh darn it. But I'll tell you what I'm more of a fan of, Zach. And that is the XFL, buddy. Dun, dun, dun. It's been so good for three weeks, for in my opinion. Hey, dude, every week it's around. I'm just like, hey, There's another they didn't close it down ball. yet. Mm, hey. Um, so this week, uh, I thought the top tier match was on Saturday, early game, ABC. The Tampa Bay Vipers taking on the uh, Houston uh, Roughnecks. Dude, I was kind of sad, man. I was pulling for the Vipers, like. I know you jumped <sighs> off my my. Team I did, here but just dude. jumped on a bandwagon. By the way, your bandwagon went down. Uh, we'll get to it's that. A sad week for but, defenders. Um, yeah, man, I was hoping the Vipers could pull it out. Close game, thirty-four to twenty-nine. Uh, really looked like we had it too. We had the draw, the ball with one minute fifty to go on the fifty-yard line. Just had to drive down through the first interception of the game. So disappointed. But uh, we did get the ball in the end zone a couple times, so 
I like to see that the worst team, in my opinion, in the XFL was able to go out there, clean up the mistakes they had the two weeks before, and were able to compete with what was, in my opinion, the best team in the XFL, probably going to win the XFL championship at this point in the Houston Roughnecks. Um, It's just uh, the fact that you're able to step up and play like that while you're 0-2 is really impressive. It gives me a lot of hope for this league based off the fact that you're going to keep seeing competitive football. Yeah, I'm... I've read an article earlier. I did see that the ratings were down this week for the uh, XFL, yes. but the viewership's still pretty high overall. Like it's getting a pretty good response. I mean, they're over millions of viewers, so like, they're doing pretty well. I think what you'll notice if you if you're watching games, uh, especially with the Tampa Bay uh, op- home opener this past weekend and the St. Louis home opener. Um, the in-crowd, in-stadium crowds are getting larger. And they're and getting they're more, more behind invested. their teams, yeah. Um, so I'm really intrigued in seeing that. Uh, Cornelius uh, was able to get in the end zone. P.J. Walker, Zach, this man's going to win the MVP. He has 11 touchdowns. He has more touchdowns than any other team in the XFL. Yeah, and he'll probably get a job in the NFL Probably going to get a job in the NFL. We'll see, maybe... Uh, starts. You know what's even cooler for those opportunities for players. He could go straight to like a training camp right off of a season. That's and if nice he's like not injured, he's fresh. He's in his groove, dog. In going into training groove. camp, you gotta go training. And people camp. are ready to see what you can do because they just watched what you could do. They want to see it on the field at, at training camp. You may be hearing it first. Here first, my dog PJ, PJ Walker, Walker. going to be on an NFL team next year. Hey. This coming year, you will see him. Uh, Dallas versus Seattle uh, looked like a it was a pretty good game overall. Dallas was able to uh, win twenty four to twelve. Uh, got hundred rushing yards total between two their two running backs and Landry Jones yet again coming out lights it up, but still throwing a lot of inter- interceptions. Landry Jones. Threw three touchdowns, but two more interceptions on that total over there. Um, so we'll see if he can start cleaning those up. But at this point, it hasn't really hurt them since he's come back. They're two and zero. See if they can continue winning. Uh, Dallas actually has a big game next week. They're hosting Houston. They will see if they can uh, get a win and ups uh, in the magic that the Roughnecks have been uh, experiencing so far. Uh, and then for Seattle, uh, they looked pretty good overall, uh, but they haven't really established a number one running back at all. Uh, they have like eight people running the ball. <laughs> I'm like, what do you do? And they all had like under 30 yards. Like it's not a good plan. By committee. By committee <laughs> of eight. By it's a by a full population of a city in football <laughs> terms. Um, St. Louis guys, like I said, had a great fan base out there uh, as a, for the opening home game, uh, and they were very thrilled as they won twenty nine to nine. And Tiamu only had to throw eighteen times, completed twelve twelve passes for one hundred and nineteen yards. But they put on a rushing clinic. They nearly rushed for like two hundred yards, had like three four touchdowns. Um, really impressive game for St. Louis. Uh, other than their loss to. Uh, Early in the, the early in the season, first game of the week of, of the season, uh, these past two games have been on a roll. Have looked really good, even though they are. Uh, oh, I do believe they're only one and two at this mm-hmm. point. 
Um, who the Battlehawks? Battlehawks. They're two and one. Two and one. Oh, okay. yeah, dude. My Battlehawks didn't realize they're the best team, pretty much, besides the Roughnecks. My, my Roughnecks, and they gave and the, the DC Defenders. <laughs> we'll get to them, Zach. Uh, New York. They still haven't even established a quarterback. They have three guys in the rotation right now, and it's week three, and they're all terrible. Like they got to figure something. Yeah, out. Yeah, and that's why they're the worst team in the league, besides the Vipers. Shut the, up. The Vipers are the best. Vipers o- they're are the, the best, best zero and three team in the I've league I've ever seen. Honestly, they're the best zero and three team in the league. I tell you, I've that. ever seen. Come on, uh, and Zalzak, we will speak of your DC boys who got wallop. Yeah, thirty nine to nine. Hey man, we st- they had us in the first half. Had you in the first half and the second half. <laughs> uh, they had a Jones number, man. Four interceptions, no hey, touchdowns. That's hey, tough rolling. Hey, what are we supposed to do? Stay undefeated forever? You gotta, you Houston gotta get is. that loss out of the way, and now we can right. win out the rest of the season. Start running through Josh Johnson through five touchdowns, Cardell, two hundred seventy-five yards. Cardell doesn't know Impressive. what it's like to lose, but now he does. <laughs> well, Zach, <laughs> this coming week we should hang out and watch this game because we got DC versus Tampa Bay, buddy. Why? It's going to be a bad day for you. Oh, man. My Vipers Cardell's are coming. Cardell's coming off a loss. He's going to play inspired. We'll see. We'll see if Aaron Murray. I don't know back. what a defender would do. I don't know do. when Aaron Murray Defend. comes back, but I'm hoping that they keep with Cornelius. He's looked good so far since he's taken over. Um, so, yeah, that's about all we got on the XFL. I've been, I'm still loving it, guys. I don't know about y'all. Let us know if you enjoy the it's XFL. It's football. It's football in February. you got to like it. So... Zach, before we get out, we'll hit a little NBA, perhaps? Uh, sure. A uh, couple notes. Yeah, so Bradley Beal is Ballin'. a baller, but Ballin'. Washington is terrible. So he's dropped 53 and 55 his last back two games, and they've lost. Both. And you know what's funny? Their next game... Is against the Warriors, but guess who's back? Steph? Steph Curry just got announced. He is back for Sunday's game against the Wizards. So, Bradley Beal cannot catch a break. Do you think Bradley Beal is going to... Do you think that they're pushing him to have more opportunities so they can potentially trade him at the end of the season? Upping the trade value for Bradley Beal currently? I mean, that's happening, but I don't... He may just be trying to win, dude. <laughs> he may be trying to win also, that's true. He and they're no terrible. <laughs> so. uh, the Bucks have clinched a playoff spot The fastest already. ever in NBA history. That's crazy. It's a pretty big deal. One but, note, Giannis has 12-inch hands. hands what? Wise. Yeah, yeah. I heard that today. I was like, what? This man has a full ruler for a hand? A full $5. But that's yeah. funny. The thing is, here's what I feel about the Bucks clinching the quickest playoff spot in NBA history. That's going to start people start talking crap about the East is weak. That's all I have to hear. That's all I've heard my yeah, whole life. Yeah, that's true. The East is weak. It's a cakewalk. You should come play in the West. East is weak. If the West is so good, how'd you let the Warriors go seventy three and nine like a couple Fair. years ago? So what's so hard? You only could get nine wins, and you're telling me one of those wasn't from an Eastern Conference team. So I don't want to hear the East is weak when 
the Warriors just had the best record ever since Jordan and Pippen. So, oh. hop off. <laughs> oh. So they're the Hawks and the Hornets. I'm repping this East Coast, bro. That's what baby. I'm repping. I'm tired of this West Coast stop slander, showing, dude. Stop showing championships on West Coast time, dude. We're this, about the East. Get out here, dude. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and then one more note: Ben Simmons out for two weeks with pinch back nerve. Injury. Pinch nerves. Ah, that's re- I dude. That's scary seeing in a tall guy, especially at a young age like that. That's something that can linger for a long time, possibly. People think that basketball players aren't supposed to get hurt, dude. That that's a. You're I mean, you're not colliding, length, but you're going length. full speed and jumping all the time. People don't aren't airborne all the time in football, mm, dude. They shouldn't be. Yeah, people aren't meant to be off the ground. Gravity's real. <sighs> It's proven. Yep. Um, and then over the weekend, or yesterday, Zach, also, before we get out of here, uh, we were talking a bit about this. Um, there was a Kobe Bryant memorial in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dan's Mr. Scrooge. I'm a bit of a Scrooge guy. I personally <laughs> so. just was like, I did not listen to really anything. I was a bit, uh, I was a bit off of it. Dan... Is tired of hearing about Kobe I'm Bryant tired. already. I'm sorry. <laughs> we've mourned. <laughs> we've mourned. He wants he wants people to give it a rest, is what he's saying, let, America. Let and I understand, but I feel like yesterday was like the big send off. And I'm pretty dug into the basketball community. Like I love basketball and we were discussing Michael Jordan got super emotional talking about Kobe and we don't get much Michael Jordan. He's pretty much, he's the owner of the Hornets, yeah. And he has Jordan brand, and he gives us shoes, and he does his occasional stuff and shows up to big-timey events. But we don't get quotes from Jordan. We don't get wisdom drop from Jordan. We don't get the Jordan, like, show on ESPN where he talks about basketball in detail, like Kobe Bryant. We don't get Kobe Bryant mentoring all these young guys. Like, so this... Jordan speaking at uh, Kobe Bryant's more like memorial service was just like he had raw emotion. He said Kobe was like a little brother to him. Kobe tried to be Michael, so somewhere along the line, Michael respected that because Kobe did. He tried to be him, but with everything that he had, you know, he gave it his all, and trying it- to be Michael Jordan. He didn't disrespect. The fact that he was trying to be Michael Jordan. He he, did, yeah, he knew he and, was emulating. And it's not even like Michael just is so egotistical. He wanted Kobe to be like him. It's just like he worked as hard as Michael did at basketball, you know? So that's cool. But we were talking, and I think that this is going to – I think Kobe Bryant's death is going to make – Michael Jordan have to be more involved with the basketball community rather than just like owning the Hornets and they're being terrible. Like, mm, like <laughs> well, I'm about to get mad because like Kobe was so excellent at what he was doing post career. And Michael's just been like haphazardly owning the Bobcats and Hornets up to this point. And I'm like a Hornets fan. I'm all for it. We're getting better young core, but why can't you get superstars? Why? Like if Kobe Bryant was a GM of a team, they would have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on it like the Lakers do right now, you know? Like, Michael, ugh. what do you think, Dan? Personally, I told you, I think as far as, and this can also be a little bit determined as far as uh, 
like a Michael compared to a LeBron, Michael compared to a Kobe, is just, I told you, is the accessibility that you have to LeBron and that you had to Kobe. Um, it's the fact that they always seem to enjoy the interview afterwards. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan has never seemed to, in all his pose, old interviews I've watched and all the new interviews you see of him, it's just that he never seems to enjoy the people. Um, and he, then, his uh, Hall of Fame speech, he bashed everyone that did him wrong along the way. So exactly. You know. So it's just, I feel like it's a different, he just puts out a different vibe. And so like I never watched Michael Jordan. And I did not see him play in his last uh, year of playing. Um, I know that you actually did get to watch that when you were younger. I mean, I was um, young, but yeah, I but watched it. you did it. watch it. But uh, so I just never really had a connection to him in general. But I do think that... Uh, Michael Jordan will probably, as you said, will have to start getting more involved into the basketball community because you have lost uh, some a major the, part, a of major it. part of it. And what I did believe what LeBron would try to pick up in himself. LeBron is in, obviously his, he's still a blessing. In his active career. LeBron can't do. These LeBron's awesome, and we career. could have a whole other episode about LeBron versus Kobe and michael yeah we could have that trifecta episode we have a trifecta but i just do believe like you can't like with michael um lebron can't pick up anything kobe was doing at this point he's still in mid-career he's yeah still, lebron's still got LeBron five six years dog time, he's so got five six michael years of plan have to be forced back into the nba fold a bit well i'm gonna switch the emotion of the segment and mention we just said the word trifecta what episode is this, Dan? 3-2? 32. So I'm going to give you three of the best NBA players to wear to number 32. Mm. Oh, you got three NBAs. Oh, who do you got? I had the NFL. Shout out Jim Brown. Jim man. Brown. Jim Brown solid. Oh. Just going to have to go with the one. But give me my trifecta. All right, please. so we got a 32 is a big number. So we got to shout out everybody. Okay, number one. Irvin Magic Johnson. Love it. 32 for the Lakers. Ballin'. I can't stop there. I'm going to give you another Laker. Give it and to me. Carl Malone. Oh, my God. Number number two or three all-time scorer. And then number three, Shaquille O'Neal. 32. I'm pretty sure Amari Stoudemire wore 32. Shout out. That's one of my favorite players ever. Bill Walton. Amari Stoudemire. Bill Walton. Bill Walton was 32. Oh, my gosh. Bill Walton was 32. You crazy. Kevin McHale, I'm pretty sure was. Kevin McHale, I don't like him as much as Bill Walton. Kevin McHale. Dude, 32 is great. 32 has been Mm. a big number. We can't fit all these names in. We'll figure out which one we choose. Oh, I'm going to tell you who we're going to name the episode after. Who is it? Ric Flair. It's his birthday. Nature Boy. Woo! Limousine riding. Styling problem for a while. I don't know. Whatever. I love it. Okay. All right. Episode 32. We out. Peace. Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and Twitter at Moody Sports Page. That's right, a new name, Moody Sports Page. And listen up next week for good predictions and hot takes.